This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book, Demand Excellence, on and off the field. And he is the creator and founder of the website, redeemthegame.com. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world. Today on the Demand Excellence Podcast, I have Coach Tanner Rogers from Habersham Central High School. It's a special podcast for me because I coached Tanner in high school. He was one of the hardest working high school football players you would ever meet. A coach's dream. Out of high school, he got a scholarship to play at Charleston Southern. He GA'd at Charleston Southern, and then he felt like God was calling him, or God did call him, back into high school football coaching. It's a great podcast because Tanner's 26 years old. He's the co-defensive coordinator, and he's trying to figure out life. He's trying to figure out how do I be a defensive coordinator? How do I impact these young men for Jesus Christ? How do I build relationships with them? How He just got married as well. So how do I remain a good husband during football season and give my wife the undivided attention that she needs? Uh, and heaven knows I'm not the right person to answer that question, but we talk about it. So it's a great podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Tanner, appreciate you. I'm proud of you. Hope everybody has a great day. All right, Tanner, you're 26 years old, defensive coordinator or co-defensive coordinator at Habersham Central. Talk a little bit about... Being the defensive coordinator, now responsibility is upon your shoulders. It has to be right. You're answering to the head coach. Talk about, I know it's just new between spring practice and now, but just talk about the experience of being a coordinator. Yeah, I mean, I've been, it's been a, uh, it's a fun experience so far. I mean, there's a lot more pressure than being just a position coach, you know, and, um, be able to uh, report to the head coach. I mean, there's a lot riding on him, and he's looking to us to make sure we got the defense right. Me and uh, Coach Brandon Worley will be running the defense over here, and we work really well together. And uh, so far, it's been a uh, uh, pretty smooth experience so far. And um, but there is a lot more pressure in making sure we are lined up right and everything right in the front and the back ends, and uh, make everything make sure everything's running smoothly. Talk about what you guys are running there. And why you're chose uh, to run that? Right now we're running the three five cover three. I mean, it's uh, it's we run it because it's simple and we can adjust easily, um, and it fits our guys, our players right now. Um, our guys are able to line up and fly around to the football. So we're trying to keep it simple so we don't have to think so much, and just so these guys can run and uh, run to the football. So coming out, so for the listener out there, uh, Tanner played for me. He's he's an Eagles Landing Christian Academy product. Coming out of Elka, you went to Charleston Southern. Uh, you played defensive end there. You played some tight end too. Um, and then you know, right out of out of college, you became a GA, and I think you GA for two years there at Charleston Southern. Talk mm-hmm. about your GA experience and how you feel like it's helped you. Uh, or what did you learn as a GA, and how is that helping you right now as uh, a defensive coordinator? Yeah, so uh, after GA and for two years, um, we got the GA under Chad Stack. He's in Coastal Carolina now, and that whole defensive staff's over there. Um, 
but it was just a time just of growth and you just learn so much you get thrown into so much so fast was just the time to see uh i mean how they do it come, come from a player to a ga i miss mean, night and day because you don't really see what goes on behind the scenes and how much time and hour and uh uh, just resources are spent on just game planning and getting ready week to week in, week out. So um, that was really eye opening to me just to be able to see uh, how we break down stuff, how we uh, how we going to adjust, how we going to line up the stuff. So that was really cool to see, and uh, those guys uh, really took me underneath their wing and just kind of showed me a lot, and I learned a ton from them. And uh, I'm really thankful for those those times. Now it was hard. I mean, you're a low man on the totem pole. You got a lot on your plate. You're trying to do everything and plus more and make sure everybody's happy, but. Uh, it's been uh it was i'm thankful for that experience because it was just a just a wealth of knowledge i was able to learn from those guys and i think you guys were you still running the three four uh when you were working at charleston southern yeah we were three four uh under he that's what he loves and uh that's what he's still doing now i believe so uh three four uh reading two behind it so yeah i think in college maybe you have to run a three four i just feel like the and, and somebody out there obviously can disagree with me. I just feel like for uh, most high school football teams, finding two safeties that can play uh, the way you need them to play in a 3-4, it's just hard to find two guys that can do that stuff. But, you know, they can come down and play dog where you're asking them to play on a tight end, play curl flat versus mm-hmm. spread team. But to do the things in space that – a safety needs to do. I don't, I don't know about Habersham, but I know that we can't find two of those most of the time. No, that's same here. We're always looking for that extra guy, but you got to work with what you got. So a lot of times we can't find two uh, dogs. We call them dogs. And um, that's what we call them too. So we understand that problem. <laughs> the, um, so talk about your – I mean, there's a lot of guys out there like you they are just now getting into coaching or, man, maybe they're striving to be a defensive coordinator, you know, just trying to move up the ranks and earn responsibility. Talk about, uh, you know, you had an opportunity to stay in college and, and try to be uh, – pursue the college route, but you chose to go and be a high school coach. Why did you make that choice? You know, ever since – High school, even coming out of Elk, I've always wanted to come back and coach football, you know, and uh, I knew I just drawn to the high school level. And I'm glad I got the experience, the college level of the GA uh, side of things. And but just even in then now, I love my time in the college level. But even then, I knew the Lord was calling me back to high school eventually. Um, and when I got done. Um, I was looking around and the Lord opened up this job up here at Haverstone Central and uh, it's been it's been awesome and a blessing to be up here but it's just I feel like my heart's drawn to these 9th through 12th graders you know and these this age group and just helping to shape and mold these into um, better men not just better football players but better men through the avenue of football so it's been a really great experience to be a part of this as well. So when you got the job there, he hired you to be the strength and conditioning coach for the ninth graders, correct? Yeah, so we got a unique situation over here. We have a ninth grade academy. So they built a brand new high school probably eight, nine years ago. And the old high school is right across the street. And it's just ninth graders only in this building. So we got about 500 ninth graders at our ninth grade academy. Um, but our first block, we're on a block schedule. And our first block is actually 9 through 12, where it's, we bring it's pretty much a athletic football class where we have time to 
the football team can live together, eat breakfast, watch film if we need to, stuff like that. And then the rest of the day, I'm with the ninth graders, which is a cool experience because I can really teach uh, them the fundamentals of weight training. So as they progress throughout the high school, they're ready to go instead of just getting thrown into there. Yeah, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and that is a very uh, advantageous uh, thing or schedule is like in my classes, I have, I have ninth graders who can barely lift the bar all the way up to kids that are power cleaning 315 pounds and there's 30 of them and it's just me. And like, I'm supposed to figure out a way to coach though. You know, it's like this, I was telling the guy, somebody came in to observe me, just check strength and condition out. And I was like, listen, if you're listening, if you're looking for a technical master, I said, I'm, I'm not it. <laughs> But I was like, those kids down there have no clue what they're doing, so I won't let them use more than 55 pounds. I said, if I go yeah. down there and pay those kids all the attention, I said, it just so happens that my kids that can power clean 315, they also are absolute idiots if I'm not watching them, and who knows what they'll be doing. And, um, and then, of course, I got, 20, I got 26 kids in between, and it's just like I really miss – or wish I could have all of my ninth graders in one class where you could just start with nothing and just teach them the proper technique. Talk, talk to the, talk to everybody about how you do that and structure that. Yeah. So we're big on uh, the Olympic lifts, the clean, the jerk, the snatch, the squat, all that stuff. So we break it down to literally, I tell my class, I don't care if you've been in the weight room for, this is your first day in the weight room or you've been here with us for 25 years. All right, we're going to start everybody on the same, the PVC pipe, and we're going to work our way to the bar. And then once you show me you can do the right technique consistently multiple times because in sport, I mean, you don't ask, uh, we don't ask our players to do one thing uh, one time the right way. We ask them to do it consistently. So we take that into the weight room the same way. You got to show me consistently you can do it the right way before we start adding weight. And if something breaks down, we'll drop down in weight and make sure we fix that um part of the list and make sure we're doing it right before we um put on too much weight because that's the that's the issue kids just either going to want to put way too much or they don't want to put any on there because they don't want to work so um but we start everybody down at the pvc pipe and work our way up from there and it's been it's been uh cool to see the just the progress these kids have made um and really taking time because the weight's going to come that time is going to have plenty of time to get uh try their max outs whatever they want to do but uh just taking this time in the beginning and However long it takes, some classes go faster, some go go slower. So that's just depending upon how well they do. So, but it's been good to just break it down and not rush through it. Man, if I held my offensive line to the standard of they cannot play on Friday night until they consistently do it the right way, we would never play a game. <laughs> yeah, that's a little <laughs> different out there, huh? I agree with that. <laughs> no, yeah, I just watched a film this morning. I was like, man, it just blows my mind how you can practice a play 600 times and run it 600 times, and they still do it wrong. I just, I'll never understand. So, so uh, when you, so you got to Habersham Central. You're, you're the strength coach, and um, you're coaching D line. What are some things that you learned, you know, you think about it, you're talking, to the, you're talking to the kid out there that wants to get into coaching. What are some things that you learned in being a high school uh, football coach? It could be just management of players, dealing with different personalities, coaching technique. 
what what are things that you learned that you had no idea that you're going to have to deal with? I mean, one, just being younger age, but two, you got to coach every kid different. You know, there's not, you can't coach every kid the same. You got to be able to adjust. And, um, and if something don't work, it's, I think it's okay to admit it to them and show them, Hey, I, this ain't working. Let's figure it out. You know? Um, cause so many times you try to be perfect. You try to make it, oh, we're doing this way, the only way. And then it's not working for Joe Snow over here or whatever it is. So you got to figure out a way to get this kid along. And, um, that was kind of difficult just making, you know, adjusting to that and realizing, Hey, every kid's different. And when something's not working, let's figure out something that does, you know, and having those resources to be able to talk to or people to talk to and what's working, what doesn't what, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And, um, that's been, uh, nice to have. So, um, but just adjusting and making sure, I mean, they're young and they might have something, no telling what's going on in their life right now and, uh, trying to get the focus on this one specific drill or technique and their mind could be a thousand different other places and reining them in to make sure we're still getting the right work and, um, consistently getting the right work is the hard part. <laughs> so you're, you're a D line guy by nature, you know, um, mm-hmm. So what, you know, and usually, you know, it seems like skill guys that become defense coordinators or head coaches or offense coordinators, they have a little bit different personality than, than the grunt offensive defensive line. You know, uh, those guys like me tend to want to be more physical, want to beat you up front. You know, even if I'm smaller than you, I want to be physical. What are some things that you want your defense to be known for? I just want us to be known for uh, being physical and running to the football, you know, um, and playing fast. That's why we try to keep it simple for our guys. And right now, this year, it's actually funny. My first year, I was outside linebackers. This year, uh, last year, I was defensive line. And then this year, I moved back to DBs. So it's been a little uh, different changeup for me, uh, going from being a D-line guy, but then adjusting to the DBs. But trying to bring that D-line mentality a little bit to the DBs, you know, yeah, because uh, some of those guys can be a little pre and bananas a little bit, but um, it's been fun to adjust and see those guys. But just being physical and flying around to the football, because when we got eleven guys running the football, that makes up for a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I'm an O line guy, and uh, as the head coach, I'm the offensive coordinator, and offense is my thing. But I call myself quality control on defense, and I, I look at it a lot of different things, but. One thing I really focus on probably more than anything is the defensive backfield. And, and I think it's for the very reason – two reasons. Number one, if you want to get beat, don't coach your DBs because yeah. you, you give up explosive plays, stuff like that. Uh, they bite on double moves. They don't, they're not playing the right zone or, or, or they're not disciplined with their eyes. If you're playing man, you're going to get beat. And then the second mm-hmm. thing is, is, is you're exactly right. They – are prima donnas just like wide receivers are and to get them to have that edge that a lineman has you you need that because at the end of the day it's still football yep what no, are, I, agree. Uh, I agree um so what other coverages besides cover three do you guys use or is it just be great at cover three and and uh adjust accordingly yeah, be great at cover three for sure, and then we'll go into cover one sometime and um, adjust with a few other things. But we really try to just, you know, not overload them with too much so they're not thinking so much and so that we're going to be great at what we do. So 
that's the mentality we've kind of had and just keep it simple, play fast. And we don't want our guys thinking, so we don't want to overload them too much with stuff. Now we will adjust with a few things here and there, but, um, so far, it's been, we've just been trying to be great at what we do. So, uh, last part of the, uh, topic or, or conversation of the podcast is, um, you know, just, just why we coach and, and you, you already touched on it right there about God calling you into high school, uh, coaching high school football and making the game bigger and more important than just football, but pouring into those boys and helping them become men. How are you doing that there uh, at Habersham Central? Because here's the question I always get from people is, because I'm at a Christian school, it's easy for me. I can sit here and preach 24-7 and say whatever I want to say, but you got to be pretty strategic at a public school. How are you uh, building men? It's almost like what Clemson does. I put a, a Everybody needs to check it out on the, on the website, redeemthegame.com. Just put a link on there, and it's about Dabo Sweeney's Christian culture. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously he's not up there preaching Jesus every single day, but he's taking the Bible and applying those biblical aspects to build his culture. So how are you doing that at Habersham Central? I think it's just all about being intentional. And the Lord laid that, heart, that word on my heart for me personally, because I'm awful at being intentional. So many times with guys, I'm always thinking about football, football, football. Why aren't you listening? Where are you at? What, what are you at? What are you doing? Stuff like that. And just taking time to be intentional to ask, all right, where's your heart at? How's you, how are you doing? Where's, how's your family doing? Stuff like that. But it's been cool this year um, and this summer to be up here because I feel like the Lord's really doing some He's working for sure because uh, we went to FCA camp and using FCA as an av- avenue too, and the public school is huge. And uh, coming alongside those guys and because um, they're here to help us and help uh, bring those resources and some things that you may not be able to do in the public school, you know, FCA can come alongside and help. But we went to FCA camp uh, this summer as a team, and 17 of our guys made decisions for the Lord, and uh, that was awesome to see. But then as our, our job as coaches to be uh, intentional and follow up with these guys. Because so many times you come off of a high at camp or uh, you go to church camp, everything's great. But then you get back in the real, real world, you kind of end up on your own a little bit. And we've just been trying to be intentional where um, finding these guys and those other guys and those guys who are Christians on the team to be like, to come alongside each other and be intentional with our questions and our conversations. And we've actually started a, uh, a Bible study every Wednesday morning at 645 where we have uh, 14 to 15 uh, guys show up and it's not a little devotional it's time where we actually get to look into the word and dive in and say what does it mean to be a Christian what does this look like what does it mean to examine myself and what does the word say about you know walking as a Christian and uh, helping disciple these guys and not just leaving them out there on their own because in football season it gets um, it gets crazy it gets hectic you know but just being intentional with our time and our conversations and um, with our Bible study we do on Wednesday mornings, we have a youth pastor come in who helps lead that. So, um, who does a great job and we're just there to support and, um, help lead any conversations that need to be led. So, um, but it just boils down to being intentional because I mean, yeah, you can't do a lot in public schools, but, uh, walking on and off the field or just getting to know your guys. And once they see that, they know you care and they're going to play hard for you. So, um, it's been cool to see the Lord really work through, um, uh, our players and, just as coaches being intentional, even though it's hard because the Lord laid that. I'm, I'm, I'm the world's worst at being intentional. Um, and that's why he laid it on my heart and he's convicted me about it. And so, uh, but it's been cool to see him be able to work 
he's working in public schools. I mean, he's there. We just got to uh, let him use us. So. Absolutely. All right, so here's a put you on the spot right here because you're 26 years old. And when I was 26 years old, you're talking intentional. I was horrible at being intentional with my wife uh, in, my rela- in my relationship with my wife because here's the deal. Every coach suffers this, and, and I think it's even worse for Christian coaches because we want to be great coaches, and then we want to be oh, yeah. we want to be intentional about ministering to our players and being with them and 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 being around them and having influence over them. But all of this, all of this, is, is draining. It's draining, and and so you go home and you have or me. All right, I had zero, nothing to give my wife. And I was blind to it. You know, 27, I became the head coach, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, even, even to 33 and 34, like, you know, I'm shoot, I'm still not good at it. Right. But I've learned to kind of like stop and give my wife attention. Like this morning at eight o'clock, she texted me and, um, you know, usually eight to 9 AM, uh, I'm finishing up our, um, my play call sheet. And uh, she's like, will you walk with me? Because uh, she knows I have first period off. And I was – in my mind, I'm like, no. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yes. You know, and um, and that, that was the right thing. to do. So, anyways, because you're 26 and you just – you got married and you brought her up to Habersham Central. She, I mean, and it's hard enough, Tanner, because you brought her from Charleston to Habersham <laughs> which I did to my Absolutely. So, how are you being intentional with your wife during football season? Well, if I had the answer to that, I mean, I think we'd all be looking for it. But I'm just going back to being intentional. I think there's no magic uh, thing to do or not. I've been only married for a year, a little over a year. Um, This summer was a year. And she's awesome. Uh, I've been blessed to have her and absolutely bringing her from Charleston to Mount Airy, Georgia is a uh, big change. But it's been cool to see the Lord work through that and provide everything. And now she loves it. But I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. But it is being those times to – just find the times when she wants to, you know, in the mornings are huge for us. We try to, I like to work out in the morning, but some mornings I went from four days to only working out three days a week because I know she likes uh, the morning time. So I have a little more time in the morning than go and work out before school or whatever it is. So um, just finding little times where I know that she cares about and just putting the football down for a second and just seeing how her heart is and where she's at. And, and I've struggled with it. I'm world's worst probably, but um, she's been awesome so far about it and uh, we're still learning because we're still newlyweds kind of and still figuring out this whole thing as we go no doubt you're not the world's worst at it because I think I, uh, <laughs> I'll take that one but uh, no but it's critical man you know got, so I'm telling and it, you know me and you are just talking but there's a lot of people that listen to this and as we minister to these boys they're looking to us as an example and as a role model and what is Satan's best tool or tactic to destroy the influence we have over these boys for Jesus Christ? It's to, it's to screw us up in our marriage and to oh, create, yeah. create divide and create hostility there. So um, as we're going to be Christian football coaches, and I'm preaching to myself, I'm preaching to myself, it's imperative that uh, we take time uh, off and focus on our wife. And let me tell you this, Tanner, because 
uh, and Tessie Robinson, I think she listens to this. Last week, last Friday night, we get done with the game, and D comes down there, and I did pay her attention for a, for a minute, and um, but uh, then Uriah started running around, and uh, I didn't know where D and Uriah were. This is after the game, and then it hit me like if I don't get into the locker room before these kids get out, they won't clean it. So I, I, I ran into the locker room so they would clean it up. And um, so we always go eat pizza on Friday nights. That When we play at home, there's a place the whole team goes and eats pizza. Yeah. And uh, Tess, Tessie comes over to me, and uh, she's like um, – she's one, she's uh, one of my players' moms, and, and uh, she's a pretty cool lady. And uh, she's like, I need to talk to you something about not football-related. I was like, well, I'll talk to you about that. And um, but I don't want to talk about football, obviously. But um, and she's like, "You left your wife, and you didn't say bye." Blah 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 blah. I was like, "Shoot!" And uh, <laughs> so, anyways, I'm texting D and apologizing. But I guess it's, she's just like, it's little things like that that you have to think about. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right," because I didn't think about it. And um, but that's just being intentional, you know. So I'm like, you know, absolutely. Uh, tomorrow night. I'll be dang. I'm going to say bye and go give her a kiss. And you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to live and learn. Absolutely. And I think it's good for us to, like, for all my classes, for my ninth grade classes, I like give them quotes or something. And I try to lead it towards, like, spiritual things. Well, they don't really know what's, what I'm really meaning. I mean, I'm always turning it towards the Bible somehow. But I always, I think it's good for them to see it's messed up. And I gave an example to my classes how I screwed up with my wife and I was lazy and I was. I should have been intentional and I didn't and I had to apologize and repent and do all these things but I think it's good to see us screw up sometimes in a way that and how do we respond to that you know as a Christian man uh, because so many times growing up you see you see all these people and like man they got together and I'm I'm nowhere even close to getting together and that's the mentality I think some people have but seeing how people I mean I'm preaching these quotes to myself I tell them all the time and uh, just trying to be a better husband and a better coach and everything I do so no question, man. Every time I preach, it's really just to myself. People can listen if they want to. Um, oh, yeah. Well, well, cool, man. Hey, man, I'm proud of you. Um, care if I pray for you? Oh, please do. Lord, we're coming for you today. just want to praise and thank you uh, for loving us. First and foremost, Lord, we want to praise and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who's dying on the cross for our sins so that we have eternal life. Lord, I praise and thank you for Tanner and all that he's doing there at Habersham Central. And Lord, how you're using him and influencing him, or using him to influence the next generation of, of young men and, and all the students there, Lord. There's, there's girls and boys he deals with every single day. And uh, Lord, I just pray you continue to help him uh, grow spiritually and you would just continue to bless his work and bless their football team, Lord, that they would maximize their ability and potential. Bless Tanner and his wife. And as they grow together, Lord, keep Tanner intentional um, in pursuing her. Shoot, Lord, help me. Help all of us coaches, Lord, in pursuing our wives and making sure that that is the uh, relationship that we nourish and pursue the most, Lord, because that glorifies you and that's how our ministry can uh, be stronger and be strengthened. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to uh, bless all of us. Lord, we love you and we play, uh, praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, man. Good luck tomorrow yeah, night. I appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Thanks. All right, man. Bye.
desperately lost We are the lone and hopeless We are the outcast orphans We are the ones no one wants But our Father is coming for us You adopted us Just knew you loved me. 